0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network, where you'll find your tennis news. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life's journey. You'll have to excuse me today. We have a little bit of excitement here. Our grandson is in the ninth inning, uh, pitching his way to a uh, uh, conference championship. And uh, you'll have to forgive me today. Uh, Trying to do two things is uh, (laughs) a little bit tough. So please uh, be Be, be patient with me if you would. Like I said, this is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, as you know, which could be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey. And our mentors, well, they might provide that roadmap for you, Journey. <laughs> On most Thursdays, we'll be talking to mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches, many uh, authors, uh, coaches that are still given today, that have given for uh, quite a while. Uh, today being the uh, first Thursday of the month, it is uh, – Dr. Alan Fox with us today. We have a little switch for next week rather than Coach Chuck Reese being on. Next week it's going to be Dr. Bryce Young and Energy Coach Linda LeClaire will be uh, joining us. So uh, it's a special time, and uh, like I said, if you just be patient, uh, if you hear an interruption, that's going to be Bobby just a little excited because – Hopefully our grandson has uh, put the game away. There's two outs in the ninth inning, and she's in the den uh, watching the <laughs> broadcaster, which is something I wanted to do with high school tennis years ago. And uh, we almost did it, but from where I live down on the east coast uh, to uh, the Miami, the Keys, there was no coverage there, so I didn't think it would be fair to uh, do it. And unfortunately, my influence with the USTA National was not that great that uh, they said to choose to put their money where I thought it should be. Uh, as you know, those of you that listen to me, I believe that the uh, growth of tennis should be going through our high schools and colleges. And uh, unfortunately, Chuck them out. Struck him out. Okay, you have to, you have to forgive me. My grandson uh, uh, just uh, struck out uh, the last player in the ninth inning, and, and uh, Mitchell College has uh, uh, won six to one, and they'll be uh, playing for the conference championship on uh, Saturday. So forgive me, Doctor Fox. Are you there?
0: I'm here, and you're forgiven, John.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I I was uh, used to be great at multitasking, but as I've gotten older, it's become uh, uh, more difficult to do. And being I'm not a computer person, uh, I guess I should be uh, happy that I was just able to uh, watch uh uh, game up in Connecticut, uh, being played from Florida, and uh, like I said, we tried to do that in Florida about 12 years ago. We had a uh, TV station out of uh, Tampa, and they covered the whole state. From, but from the East Coast, from where I lived down, was it wasn't covered, and I just didn't think it would be fair. Well, what do you say? Uh, that uh, we get into uh, a topic that we seem to have a lot of uh, excitement about when I posted it on Monday that you were going to be talking, uh, and that was about excuses. I must say, (laughs) and I will uh, put it up when I post the program, I did get uh, a little bit of help from a couple of people that uh, said, I forgot to mention your first book. And uh, I guess I didn't think that first book was uh, still available online. Uh, so I probably i am guilty of that. But let's get into the topic today, excuses.
0: Well, you, don't worry. We could mention the first book. It's called If I'm the Better Player, Why Can't I Win? And it is available on Kindle just In case somebody uh, wants to. Yeah, I would say it's not as it's not uh, it's it's an interesting and somewhat and and, and a useful book. Uh, The more recent one, uh, tennis winning the mental match, is is stronger, but but the first book is kind of it's a fun read and and I would say fairly useful fairly the the last book is quite useful but anyway off we go on on excuse making john and okay it, it, it is a it's a it's a, it's a topic that actually is slightly it's understood up to a point but but not not completely not not thoroughly and so hopefully today we can we can grind through it and 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 have a more thorough look at it what causes it and why people do it and why they don't get that they do it. Uh, and, and the first, the first thought is that most everybody is very, very uh, familiar with people that are excuse makers. Okay. Nobody really likes them. Nobody really wants to hear their excuses. Uh, nobody, you know, totally believes that they're as debilitating as, as the excuse maker would like to think they are. Uh, and, and, and nobody thinks that they're excuse makers. They don't think that they're that kind of person. They, they sort of look down on excuse makers as uh, weak, uh, insecure individuals that can't, can't take a heads-up loss, so they make these excuses, uh, which, of course, you and I don't think we make since we're uh, heads-up people. But the fact of the matter is virtually almost everybody makes them, okay? But most people don't realize that they're making excuses. It makes them an excuse maker. And, and the reason they don't, they don't think so, is because when you and I have problems and we tell people about it, it's not an excuse, it's the truth, right? I mean, you have a, if you have a pulled muscle in your leg and you're sort of hobbling a bit, and you tell that to somebody, uh, you wouldn't think you're an excuse maker. You got a bad leg. <laughs> uh, however, of course, of course you are. Uh, it, it, excuses are generally real. Okay, I mean people do have these problems, uh, but of course nobody's interested in your problems, uh, and 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 nobody thinks they're you know. And debilitating, and 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 there is something uh, what should I say unsportsmanlike about mentioning your problems, and that is when you start telling people that you have a pulled muscle or a sore arm or didn't sleep well last night or whatever. It, 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 what happens is you, you're setting up a, a situation where you can't lose, and the uh, and your opponent can't win which is very unfair. I mean, if they win, they're beating an injured cripple here. Uh, and if they lose, which they very well could, they lost to a cripple on top of it. Uh, so there's, there's no upside in it for the opponent once you start making excuses, which is really a very unfair situation to set up. Uh, so, so that's sort of the sportsmanship angle. Uh, but great. but but there's another aspect of excuse making, uh, and and that is uh, it, it it you know everybody's got the, the, these problems, and and uh, there is a tendency to to like build them up, not to uh, I mean like the, the the really great players of course they have problems. But they're to they, they realize that it, that it really doesn't matter why you lose. I mean, you lose because you know you're not good enough, or your foot's hurting you, or your head uh, is not in the right place. There's a million reasons to lose, but nobody really cares. Okay, you—you—you you think your opponents care, but they don't. Or you think other people care, but but they don't. Nobody cares. Uh, and, 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 but it is, you know, I think it's a, it's a natural, uh, what should I say? Uh, it, it first it's protective. So, you know, if you lose, it's really not your fault. So that, that feels better than just losing, you know, heads up. Uh, and secondly, people seem to like sympathy. Okay. <laughs> when, when, when they're not feeling well, uh, even uh, off the tennis court, for instance, and on it or off it you know you have a problem or you're ill or you're this or you're that and and it, there is this natural human urge to tell people about it and then they go oh I'm so sorry gee that's just so bad and 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 you, you get that sympathy and for whatever reasons people seem to like that it seems to feel like you've, you've accomplished something you get some sympathy Uh Unfortunately, if you think it over, uh, sympathy doesn't do you any good. I mean, it's not going to help you. It's not going to make you better. It's not like it's a, a doctor going to do something for you. You're just telling people, and they go, oh, and and if you're really smart, you, you 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 don't tell people about your problems unless they can help you, okay? Unless there's something they can do about it. Otherwise... I mean, what you're essentially doing is you're, you're, you're acting like a bit of a downer, okay? You're, you're taking a little bit of a shot at the pleasure of their day. Uh, and when you make excuses on the tennis court, of course, you're, you're taking a shot at the pleasure your opponent might get if they win the match, at their competitive pleasure, which they're not going to get anymore because of your excuses. So, and, and, and there is a correlation, I think. Between the weakness of the person uh, and the amount of excuses they make. Okay, the, the stronger the person, the more secure the person, uh, the less they'll tend to make excuses because they'll see the bigger picture. Uh, and 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 really, there's a, a kind of an emotional, uh, what should I say, uh, an emotional payoff <laughs> making excuses. It just feels it feels good to get a little sympathy and have some excuse for maybe why you lose. Uh, it's, it's,
1: uh, uh,
0: it, it's a downer, however, for people and people don't like to be around people that, that habitually make excuses, you know, and you'll, you'll, you'll find the, 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 the very insecure people will make them all the time about everything. You know, you're walking out in the court with some, uh, uh, some guy someone was telling me recently that that, that this guy uh, he was playing as they walked out in the court, the guy made a half a dozen excuses before they even got you know to the bench to put their stuff down. you know <laughs> it, it was this, it was that, it was the other thing <laughs> you know and 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 it, it is a very short uh, gap between being an excuse maker and being a negative person. Okay. you know Some people are just negative people. They, they see the dark side. They see problems everywhere they look. Uh, and they're sort of in, in people that, that are not pleasant to be around. Okay. Most people like to be around people that are positive, that are up, that are happy. Okay. And, of course, if you're happy and positive up and up, it, you're, you're not at that time making excuses. Okay, the excuse maker is essentially pointing out his or her problems, you know, all the things that are wrong. Okay, which people don't like to hear that, and so it doesn't really accomplish what you think it accomplishes or what it feels like. For instance, you know, you lose, and you don't want the opponent to think you're that bad. That's one of the reasons people make excuses. They go well. My leg was hurting. I don't want my opponent to think I'm. That, I, I I play this poorly, and so they tell them about it. Okay, uh, it doesn't work. Okay, they, and and people make the excuses so that people will think better of them, so that they'll you know understand that they're a better player than that, and that they're uh, <laughs> undergoing difficulties that they're that they're. Classy enough to play it with uh, Even though they have them yeah. and, and, and actually People think less of you The more excuses you make The, the less people think of you The more they uh, Mark you down As a, as a negative person So uh, that, that, That's the opener On, on excuse making uh, Covering it a little more broadly Than, than just tennis uh, but it is typical of of some people, the insecure. You know, they may they have problems and excuses all the time for everything. You know, and and, and when you think about it, every you know tennis, the the urge to be good in tennis, it, 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 it's like a a, a little uh, what should I say a project, an achievement. I mean, people like to improve their tennis and get good at it. It's part of the achievement drive, of which all of us have. Everybody has somewhat of an, a, an achievement drive. People feel good when they're accomplishing things, when they're getting better at something. Uh, and and uh, but but if you're if you're taking on some project that you're trying to get good at, there is some risk that you won't get good at it. Okay, you, as soon as you have. Uh, an achievement drive and you, and you try to achieve, you're, you're setting yourself up with some risk that you may not. I mean, it's like a tennis match. You go out there, you play somebody that can play about as good as as well as you do. And of course there's a risk you'll lose. You know, you're up against it. And people don't like that, that risk that they're going to lose. You know, it's quite normal in general that there is fear of failure in most people, you know, at, at, at some level uh, which has to be overpowered by the smart part of your brain. I, I think it's a, sort of an emotional feeling of, you know, you, you, you put yourself out there and you may get lopped off. You may not achieve. And that's kind of a scary one. You know, if you don't try, of course, then you don't have that risk. So it's somewhat easier. I mean, uh, Curios has, has a little of that in him. I mean, here's a great athlete, and he goes out there and he screws around uh, and semi tanks, although he doesn't really, but he kind of half tanks. And you go, why would he do that? I mean, there's a lot of money on the line and ranking and so forth. Yeah, well, he does that because he doesn't want to risk losing. I mean, he's he's not putting himself out there where he can get lopped off. He's protecting himself. So he might win, but if he loses, well, he was, you know, only going half speed anyway. So he doesn't have to take responsibility for uh, being a poor achiever, not winning. Anyway, I'll shut up for a minute. No, uh, well,
1: and, and, I think the uh, excellent point, I, I think that, it really goes right through to life's journey because I think we see that a lot in society. We, uh, we, do, You think, uh, you know, God, I don't want to get on a bandwagon, and wagon, but you look at some of the things that have happened politically across the country and people feel they can't uh, sit there and uh, handle it, so right away they look for sympathy uh, if a problem happen oh, isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? We should do something, but we can't. And and it's you know, sympathy is uh, is great when it's real, but it, 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 I don't think it's time to be solving the problem. And and uh, I, I, you pointed it out before. Uh, if you're going to cry about your pains and aches, uh, do that to a do- with a doctor that can help you. But if you do it with your
0: knees, right. what the hell can I do? Yeah, I mean, and, and in most cases, sympathy—you know—it's sort of an emotional. It feels like you've gotten something, but you really haven't. You haven't solved your problems. Sympathy, uh, actually, in general, uh, is a weak. Is weakening. It weakens people. Okay. Uh, it 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 feels good, but it doesn't. It doesn't uh, make you stronger. It actually makes you weaker. Okay, you now got a reason for it, and everybody feels bad for you and all that. I mean, the real trick is is to is to solve your problems. And now, you know, uh, you were mentioning uh, uh, the the political uh, aspects of excuse making and fear of failure. And, and let me throw something out there, John, which is uh, slightly off the topic, but kind of interesting maybe for people, and, and that is. You know, I, I, I coached this Russian tennis player, Igor Knitsyn, uh for about five years on the tour. Uh, and Igor got up about as high as 35 in the world. But, uh, you know, and Igor and I became very good friends. And we talk about, you know, political situations a little bit. And he was telling me that there, you know, the Russian uh, economy, it used to be communist totally. In other words, the government owned everything and the government took care of everybody up to a, a relatively low level, but, so you know, subsistence level. Uh, right. So people didn't have to worry about whether they were going to eat or whether they were going to have an apartment. You know, they, they had the basics, uh, but there was no upside. The, the, that system, unfortunately, doesn't produce much because people don't don't work very hard unless they're working for themselves, most people. In other words, if it's a government-owned uh, project, uh, the person's not generally going to put put his heart into it. He's not going to put his mind to it when he's not there thinking of ways to make things better, which he would do if it was his own deal. So the capitalist system is, is a more productive system. You can get more stuff with it. But it has some downside uh, psychologically, and that is – with the capitalist system, the individual uh, is responsible for himself mostly. Okay? In other words, you got to go out there and you got to get a job and you got to save your money and you got to pay your bills and if you can't, you could end up homeless on the street. Okay? You have to produce and it's and and, and it's on your back. And so there is in the capitalist system more fear of failure. Than there is, say, in the communist system. And Ego was telling me that there are a lot of people in Russia that, that even though they they have more stuff with the with this more capitalistic system they have now, uh, a lot of people would like to go back to the old system, where where basically the fear of failure is taken out of the equation. Okay, the government gives you stuff. I mean, you 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 can't get really rich, and you can't get you know, maybe a a lot of the physical benefits that our system produces. But on the other hand, you you don't have to face the idea that you could fail, you know, and end up uh, disgraced. I mean, maybe you're not on the street, but people that lose their job uh, or, or, or don't, you know, have nice things or have a nice home, I mean, they're low on the totem pole relative to other people. And, and that's scary to most people. I mean, losing one's job is an insult and a, a, a disgrace in some way. Uh, and so they, the, the old communist system didn't have that problem. You know, mm-hmm. You're secure. And, and, and there is this uh, drive towards socialism that you're hearing these days. Uh, and that appeals uh, to people who have fear of failure. Okay, the government will take care of you. You don't have to worry about failing okay the the more individualistic i mean we have a, a sort of an individualistic system uh, where the onus is on the individual, which ha- has produced all the great physical benefits that we've got because people hustle when when uh, it's it's on their back you know to produce uh, and so uh, our, our population has hustled, and we've ended up the richest country in the world uh, because of it. But there is more stress in a system like ours than there would be, say, in a socialist system. And and that's well, one the, of the attractions of it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any question about that. I agree wholeheartedly with you. I think the other attraction is uh, you only get – you know, we are – a product of our environment, and now the young people going into uh, college, and my article in Florida Tennis this summer is about our education system and how I feel that tennis uh, gave into it rather than uh, standing up. Well, I mean, the the problem, uh, truthfully, is that you're you're only taught one thing. You're taught by how to pass the next test. And if the next test is teaching you just one uh, side of something, then you only know one side. Uh, I think uh, I was blessed in a way because I went to college late in life after I came out of the Marine Corps. And uh, when I did... I uh, I really enjoyed those professors that would sit there and after that first week would tell you, hopefully you've detected my view on this topic. If you want to share another view, I suggest you read this book, this book, and this book. So, you know, we're all tilted to giving our own view, and I plead guilty of that, too, but it's nice when somebody tells you this is where you read the opposite views on that. And I asked this question, Dean, I have, you know, grandchildren in college, and I've asked everybody I can see because I do my own unofficial uh, thing. I asked, well, how many professors do you have that will tell you to, to go and read this book and this book because it's going to be an opposite view? I can't remember the last time I was told that. When I went to school, and it was late, it was in the uh, early '60s. You know, it was quite common, truthfully. Yeah, I mean, there
0: there have been uh, dramatic changes in society over the last fifty years. Okay, well, what's what's you know, if you look at the overview of it all, uh, what's happened is fifty years ago. Uh, there wasn't that much stuff by stuff. I mean, you know, you go into a Walmart uh, or a Target or, or a Costco, and you see just masses of, of stuff. I mean, there's clothes, there's gizmos and gadgets for every possible thing you could even think of, okay? We, we, we didn't have those things. Just getting things, getting a shirt, getting a toy, all that we didn't have it because we didn't have the productive capacity back then okay everybody had to work pretty hard just to get you know what what things there were but what's happened is over the years our the the ability of for the american economy to produce things has grown i mean automation and computers and machines and so forth it's not just a man making something with his hands now machines are doing it and computers are doing it. So we're, we're, we're getting masses of stuff, okay? Stuff is, doesn't seem to be uh, as much of an issue getting things as it used to be, okay? We're just, frankly, richer. The poorest guy, the poor people today are richer than middle-class people were back in the 50s, okay? They have more stuff, you know, iPhones and gadgets and clothes and whatever, uh, the average person is just richer okay and that's that's given i mean there, 50 years ago people didn't have the leeway to give in to their insecurities they had to get out there and hustle or they weren't going to get anything but see there's so much excess capacity now that 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 society has sort of grown weaker uh, on a personal basis because you don't have to be as strong there's a lot of stuff out there, and the government's going to give it to you, okay? If you can't make it yourself, you're going to be protected. And there's been a well, growing of that's where age, I have so. to
1: disagree with you, doctor. I don't think the government can give it to you. I think the government will hinder it. I think, uh, in my opinion, the greatest area of America was the uh, Jackson area, and that was a time where we had to do things. We moved west, we stone and we didn't have that stuff. So what did we do? We made it. We, we changed it. We didn't. Uh, That's we,
0: correct. All
1: these inventors came because they were thinking, how do I make the I can't wait for the next ship to come over from Europe to produce something. I've got to produce it here. I think that's the difference between communism and uh, our capitalists, is that we're not hindering the mind. What I'm fearful of is that our minds are going to become so static that we're not searching for that. And I think in some degrees they are. I mean, I'm the least – I can't hit a nail with a hammer straight. So – uh, at my age, to sit there and try to do some of the repairs that I see my neighbors do, you know, don't kid yourself. I can't do that. My father could, you know, his people could, but it's a different world. Were you needed to? Younger can do that kind of stuff, but I can't do it because I'm a product of the environment that you know that I come from. And what's going to be the environment? 25, 30 years from now, uh, you know, hopefully I'm around this I have a I'm pretty
0: good idea. That. Shall I give you a prediction? I can give you a okay. prediction. I mean, there's a huge difference. The difference between your young days and my young days and now is just the amount of productive capacity the country has, the amount of wealth. I mean, You don't think the government gives it to you? I mean, if you don't have it, you get food stamps. You get a a subsidy for housing. You get a lot of stuff that you wouldn't have gotten 50 years ago, okay? you had If you didn't make it yourself 50 or 60 years ago, you were going to end up in the street. You know, now there's all kinds of government programs, and, and government programs come from the fact that there's excess wealth okay there's enough wealth for the government to take some away from some people and give it to other people okay and and so that's kind of the way it's gone the way society has gone has been totally towards protection for instance uh, i'll give you an example in the psychological realm and that would be the self-esteem theories okay the self-esteem theories you know uh, sort of infer that you need to, to, to win in order to feel good. You need achievement in order to feel good. And and society or your mother or your school is going to give it to you. They're not going to make you feel bad by losing. They're going to make it so you can't lose very well. I mean, my my young son, Charlie, when he was in the fourth grade, was on a basketball team. And they were playing other uh, basketball teams and, and they didn't want to they didn't keep score. Why? Because they didn't want the losing team to be hurt. Okay? So they were going to protect them from this fear of failure, which is part of achievement. Okay? They didn't protect you from that 50 years ago because the country didn't have the affluence, couldn't afford to do such things. You had to produce. In other words, you, you went to school, you had to get good grades, you had to get educated, and then you had to go out there and do something with it. And now they've had grade inflation. Why is that? Because they don't want people to feel bad, that, that they're not as good as somebody else. But in order to do no. that, you have to have excess, excess capacity so you can basically give away stuff. It's, it's a very inefficient thing to do. In terms of production and productivity, uh, but but it's meeting a psychological need uh, of of filling up this uh, potential fear of failure. It's it's protecting people from that. And so So you you, disagree with me, but my
1: (laughs) philosophy on sports is part of our education system because it taught you to compete, it taught you to go ahead and taught you that scores matter. And it was, it was it was part of our education system. You think you're, you disagree with me? I'm assuming, and you're okay with, for instance, college uh, sports and especially high school sports, are not really sports as we knew it, but being an after-school activity that's good, good enough, and you don't think that's eventually going to affect. The game of tennis, or the game of baseball, or the game of basketball, or whatever sport it is—sport is, is not necessarily uh, a, a part of our education system. Then.
0: Well, I, I, I'm not sure exactly, you know, uh, what your point was in that. I think sport is very similar to the way it always was, except it's a bit weakened. Uh, because it, it, there's more allowance for excuses than there used to be. Uh, but that's sort of a, a societal uh, issue. I mean, society has just gone that way, making excuses for people so they don't feel bad. I mean, that's that's a whole society play. It's gotten to sport a bit, but not not as much as in other areas, because sport does have winners and losers, and and sport is maybe – one of the last bastions of of that mentality of you got to go out and it's up to you to get good at something. And then you compete and you win or you lose based on, you know, how good you are. There's been a movement to take some of that away, but that still exists pretty much. It it is uh, the rest of society has gotten weaker. Uh, Athletes, Probably have gotten a little weaker than they used to be They were tougher uh, For instance Back, back in, in, in my day uh, On the court Virtually none of the America, of the Americans Tanked They just didn't, the good ones They didn't tank <laughs> you know, uh, Stan Smith and Cliff Ritchie And Laver and Emerson And all those guys There wasn't any tanking you know, And no. at the top today There isn't, much, there isn't tanking either very often. Uh, but there's more tanking now than there used to be in tennis. Okay, guys, you know, let it go. Uh, Agassi used to do that all the time. Uh, he learned not to later. Uh, but, you know, Curios and these guys, uh, they tank. Uh, uh, so there, were, there was less of it. They were tougher people, Marty Reeson or Ocker or Arthur Ashe or Charlie Passerel. Uh, any of those guys they, they, they didn't tank <laughs> they fought you to the end uh just all the time that was very typical so uh, I think society has weakened now, I, I i you know does it really matter? i mean, I think on an individual basis, I think people uh, here here's what we're up against by the way John I think people are not happy. Uh, if they're not productive in some way, uh, I don't think I, you can be happy if if you're totally unproductive. You have to be getting maybe better at something or producing something in order to feel good about yourself. Uh, these whole self-esteem theories where people tell you you're good even if you aren't—that doesn't work, okay? I, I, you know, a lot of people. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Well, you're not good. <laughs> you know, you're good if you can. Uh, work and achieve and and produce Uh, and so but i think what's where society's going it it is going more and more uh protective more socialistic i think that's an issue i think ultimately what's going to happen is that you're going to see production that's so immense that half the people in the country are not going to have to in 20 or 30 years my guess is with with computers improving the way they are and matching them with machines and robotics, uh, you know, people. The, the problem is going to be jobs. It's going to be what will people do to be productive? Uh, sport will still remain. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be out of work. Uh, I I think there's going to be more government redistribution of, of the products, uh, of the production of the country. It will have to be because uh, I, I don't know that everybody is going to have something to do in 20 or 30 years, you know, no matter what. So it's going to be a tricky problem, I think, uh, in the future. Uh, just psychologically, uh, you're going to have people that if they're not productive, even if they're given stuff, if they're given stuff, that's not going to do it for them. It's not going to make them happy. It's going to make them dissatisfied. Uh, so I think there will be a lot of social problems because of the way uh, the way it's going. Uh, I'm not talking short run. Short run, uh, you know, uh, the country probably will not be socialistic. Uh, I, I suspect there's sort of a balance now between the individualists and, and the people that want to achieve themselves and then the others that are uh, yielding to the fear of failure and wants you know, more socialistic. Give, give me stuff and protect me so that I can't fail. Uh, that goes along with the excuse-making mentality. It, it's, it's sort of a, a cousin to it. Uh, but ultimately, I think it will probably be more socialistic, you know, 20 or 30 years. That, that's just a prediction. You and I won't be around to see it. Uh, <laughs> but if somebody's <laughs> listening, you can remember me at that point.
1: <laughs> if it does
0: go that way, which is what I think it's going to do,
1: well, that's, that's
0: not a. It, 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 it is a bleak uh, picture, uh, in in a way, uh, just uh, emotionally. I don't know how people are going to work if if they have all the stuff they need given to them, you know, or or you can work and get more, but you, you won't have to. You won't have to work very much, and you'll get all the stuff you need. Uh, that's going to be tricky on uh, the psyche of most people. Uh, there's going to be a lot of unhappiness because of that. Unfortunately, you know, we weren't designed. See, we weren't designed for for the situation that we're facing now. You know, we uh, we evolved fifty thousand years ago when you had to work. As hard as you possibly could, just to meet the the basic necessities of life. That, that that was where we genetically evolved. So of course we evolved to achieve. You know that was the situation at the time. We 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 never evolved to face Walmart with racks of stuff. You know, and 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 government programs where you got food stamps. That 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 our, our evolution didn't didn't figure on that you know so we're facing something that we were we were not designed for and so that's that that's going to cause different issues issues that we're not used to
1: Um, I don't think there's any question about that I'm going to do my commentary now because I think uh, it's an excuse for me uh this week realizing that you weren't on the mainland and that you have a problem going and then issues that I have that nobody wants to hear about and then my uh, grandson uh you know freshman year um, enjoying that there uh, I think my commentary actually fits into your comments about excuses. So let me go on before you do. Okay. Uh, I appreciate uh, you joining us today, but and especially from where you are. Uh, but May's second commentary, in my view, was that, well, and it's a beautiful day here in Florida, and I hope where you are, too. And I assume where you are, it's very beautiful today. But I suspect... In many parts of the world, the thoughts of laying on one of our sandy beaches and interrupting those tennis mines following the coming French Wilmington and U.S. Open, and really those baseball fans that are planning to be in one of the Major League Baseball events soon, or those college players who are looking forward to possible play in summer leagues, are all interrupted because of this this could be interrupted because of the uh, great weather that we're having here. Many detect many dedicated coaches and athletes understand that continuous successful performance is a year round commitment to conditioning, training and competition, all requiring time and family support. Excuse me. May I suggest that like the seasons fuel the abundance of growth on our earth, it might also fuel the needed enthusiasm and examination of your journey through life. Relaxation and soaking up some of the sun might also provide answering some of the questions that you need for yourself and your journey. As you Some of these questions might be, is your training effective or are there more effective ways of doing it? Are you and your team on the same page? Do you and family members still share the same enthusiasm? Is the next test or match an objective or is it the future? Are you positioning yourself now, for now, or for the future? During previous broadcasts, you have often heard our mentors speak, looking for, looking at the person first and then the athlete. If we are going to continue empowering the athlete, do we not need to take time to ask the Almighty to continue to bless all of us? Yes, the seasonal changes come and go each year, but only on the calendar do those occur at the same date or produce the same weather. Those of us who are privileged to see another season aren't the same person we were last season, and while our commitment to our sport needs continual nutrient So does our family. Many times you have heard me say that when breaking down the game of tennis and basketball, it's about time. I have come to believe that the same is true for baseball and life. I suspect many of us are challenged by time management, but we need to take the time the blessings of the Almighty which He's provided us, if we're going to be successful in our journey. Well, that's my perspective, It's uh, sure advantage to think about it. As you can see, uh, Doctor, I tried to tie in the athlete and the coach and everybody together. Uh, probably a big excuse on my part because... I didn't manage my time. Usually, I have my commentaries done earlier and uh, go over them because half of what I write, when I look at it, I say, "What the hell is that?" Anyway, so any comments?
0: Uh, Not really. I thought everything you said was very reasonable and and good thoughts. I mean, uh, I kind of got uh, off the. Uh, it got into the more philosophical and a little bit off the, you know, present day excuse making and you know what people really need to make themselves you know feel uh, fulfilled and feel good. Uh, excuses, I guess m- my bottom line, just to finish up on excuses, excuses don't really work. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't do what you need. It, it 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 tends to soften to soften and weaken you. Uh, and, and that will never make you uh, fulfilled and happy. You, you're happy when you are productive. Uh, so that 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 would be my bottom line on on excuse making. Uh, makes you look bad. Uh, it it is unfair. Uh, it's unsportsmanlike, and it doesn't achieve what you hope or think it, it it's achieving for you. It, it, it's all negative, actually.
1: I couldn't agree any more. I agree with you 100%. Uh, and I I think that I, I'm fearful that we we're becoming an excuse society and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a greedy person, I guess.
0: No, we have become uh, and it's not making people happy. <laughs> it's not good. I <laughs> I mean all it, it 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 started, you know, probably forty or fifty years ago. Gradually, I've seen it just gradually expanding. You know, the 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 psychologists are, are the ones that have that have done it. By the way, they've come up with all this stuff that that that's going to make people uh, feel better without actually being productive, uh, and 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 that's not good. You know, they they came. Uh, came up with the idea of, of negative reinforcement being a bad thing. It's all has to be positive. Like if your if your kid uh, does poor work in school, you you would just tell him uh, you don't want to hurt his self esteem. So you tell him it's less it's less good than usual. Yeah, I you know it's not bad. You you can't say that. You know, I mean a lot of this stuff. You know everybody's insulted. You know they can't they can't take it if you tell them the truth. You you gotta you gotta sugarcoat everything so that people won't feel bad. Okay. Well, that you know the, uh, that basically, in order to be like that, in order for society to be like that, it has to be very wealthy because it's very inefficient to uh, to uh, to uh, ignore reality. Okay. And and a lot, a lot of that stuff. Uh, self-esteem theories and no neg they're, they're ignoring reality that's and and to, to do that you have to have you know some way to distance yourself from from actually needing to be productive anyway uh enough of that i've sort of said that already so i'm I, i'm repeating myself so I'll, I'll shut up and and
1: well i i think sometimes we do have to repeat ourselves i think that's one of the advantages of uh studying history uh I, I don't think we need to try to change or turn the history or be picked a negative i think it's important to study all of history and some of it's going to be repeated uh, but i think that uh I appreciate you taking the time, and I know you have someplace uh, to go, so let me, uh, I kind of did a reversal today, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, its funny because I just told my grandson about uh, uh, pitching, I and mean, you know, these people are starting to scout him, he's not a freshman no more, and uh you know, you don't walk anybody, but that's great. But you know that uh, you, you can't throw strikes at the first person all the time. And today he started the game off with the first uh, pitch, giving up a home run, and and then he, uh, he didn't give up any any, any more runs. Uh, so I've got to sit there and take my own advice. Sometimes we become creatures of habits. But there are people that I really should thank. And I should thank uh, the CEO of the Yellow Ball uh, Network, J.P. Weber, for hosting our network. And if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, then you are missing out on some useful information. And like I said before, because I do believe, Dr. King, when he said uh, life's beginning begin to end, the day we become silent about things that matter, Each day I'm going to sit there and express my views that uh, the tennis, uh, American tennis, should be going through uh, our high schools and colleges. And uh, it's not going to happen unless we stand up and defend it. And um, getting back on the world events, I think this is why (laughs) what makes us so different, why we don't fit into the one world order that the U.N. is trying to uh, push on us is because we are a different people. We we have traditions that we built up on. Uh, our republic was built on the Judeo-Christian values and rules and laws, and rules are not uh, meant to hurt people. They're, they're meant to help us uh, get along. So... Each Thursday I'm gonna give you my personal views and they you know they're gonna be on tennis it's they should go through our high schools. Uh besides my weekly conversation, the Almighty Willing, you will be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. Uh, like I said, this summer issue coming out, I'm sure there's gonna be some people upset with me. Uh but if you really believe in something, I don't think you could just stand there and not say anything. I think part of the conflicts that the world has seen is because some of us, well, not me, uh, because only because I uh, wasn't around in those days, I probably would have been one of those people that stood up too, uh, maybe had my head chopped off, who knows. But you can't sit back and uh, ignore something and uh, hope that somebody else is going to do the job. It's up to us to step up. And if you think change has to be done, then we have to do it. But we have to do it in a civil way. We can't sit there and, you know, call people's name. And uh, I think I think of my father, uh, quite frankly, uh, uh, telling me that, uh, you know, maybe that person has a different view and maybe you'll appreciate it more if you listen to it. Uh, So it took me a while to understand that when I got into the Marine Corps. I found out uh, I wasn't the uh, hotshot I thought I was, that I was a very average person. But thank God they didn't give up on me because I don't know where I'd be today. So if you're not reading uh, Florida Tennis Magazine and uh, someone's taking the last issue from your pro shop, Remember, you can go to www.FloridaTennis.com, and you can uh, see the last issue there. And uh, we're also on Facebook, which is uh, FL uh, Tennis. A lot of things go on between uh, issues. And I'll remind you once again, if you disagree with my views, Contact me at coachdenise.fhstcaatt.net at or call me. And, um, you know, I really want to hear your views too. And I respect your views. And uh, if it's worthwhile discussion, we might uh, have it on uh, this network or it might be uh, in Florida Tennis Magazine. It's not the first, it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. So, I know I reversed things for uh, on you today. I thank you for listening. I remind you that Chuck, Coach Chuck Reese will not be our mentor next week. Uh, it's going to be uh, Dr. Bryce Young and Energy Col- Coach Linda LeClerc, uh And uh, we will, uh, Coach Chuck Reese will be on the following week. Uh, Alan? Would you uh, like to just close us out and tell people how they could reach you? Uh, Or maybe you want to wait till the next time so they don't disturb you for the next couple of weeks. (laughs) No,
0: I'm fine. Just for anybody that uh, hasn't heard this or we didn't say it, I'm, I'm vacationing right now in Waikiki. So it's beautiful (laughs) and it's nice, but I have time on my hands. I'm happy to do, uh, this show, or I do consulting by telephone from here, so uh, I actually can do I, I can do it. Uh, there's plenty of time to vacation in between. But uh, my books uh, are available at Tennis Warehouse and on Kindle and uh, on Amazon. Tennis winning the mental match on on just the mental game. Uh, think to win on strategies and strokes. Uh, And, and if uh, there's one more book, which uh, I'm not really, really sure if it's, I think it's sold on Kindle. It's available on Amazon as the winner's mind, uh, which is sort of a crossover book, uh, identifying some of the traits of the champions, uh, their mental traits, what they do that makes them so successful and how it carries over into real life, uh, because, uh, whatever uh, the things that make you good in tennis will make you good in business. So that, that book identifies those things and uses a lot of examples. Anyway. And I also have a website, Alan Fox and you can get my books on my website uh, as well as consulting, uh, you can you can order that on my website. I get in touch with you and uh, we do it by telephone or uh, Skype or s- some other way, but long distance. All right, John. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak with you and, and hear your views and pass on some of mine. Hopefully, people. Well, thank will you for up- joining us
1: and. Thank you for joining us, and I look forward to our conversation next month. And in the meantime, just don't get sunburned and uh, enjoy uh, uh, the islands. It's a beautiful place. I spent two years there, and uh, I love it. Uh, I must admit it's harder going back now than it used to be. uh changed so much, but uh, change is necessary. Thank you very much. And please tell, uh, remind everybody, tell your friends that we'll be on next week again, and remind everybody that the great thing about Block Talk Radio is you can listen any time you choose to it. So we will post the broadcast. If you just go in and hit that yellow ball network, you can listen whenever you listen. I haven't had a chance yet to listen to uh, yesterday's uh, uh Coach Chuck, Chuck Reese's uh, broadcast, I'm sure it was a very interesting one. Uh, I'll probably get to it in the next day or two. But that's the great thing about Block Talk Radio is you can listen to time you choose. So have a blessed week, and the Almighty Willen. we'll be talking again next week. Bye now. Bye, John. Bye now. Bye, Alan.